We were with our teens this morning. We were asking them, what does Easter mean to you? And they were telling me that it means that Christ rose. They tell me that it was about his love. And it's definitely about his love. The love that kept Jesus on the cross because he loved you so much. He could have stopped it at any time. The love that God the Father had to turn his back on his own son when he took all of my sin and all of your sin and all the sin of all time. And he turned his back on his own son because he loved you that much. Easter is about salvation, one of them said. And it's truly about salvation. Talking to Rick Wilson right down here before before we started, he said, if this day doesn't happen, we're not even here today. Many people have died, many people have been born, but only one, Jesus Christ, came up out of the grave to defeat sin. And then it's about forgiveness. I heard this song a few weeks ago, and it began to work in my mind how I could work this into Easter, because I think everyone needs to know that they can be forgiven. Sometimes you think, man, I've just messed up so many times, and I've done so many things wrong, or, or somebody's done something wrong against me. And there's a twofold part of our lesson today. First of all, that you can be forgiven. But also, there's something else that's added on to that. There's something else that you can do about Easter. Once that you've been forgiven, he's asked you to do something very remarkable. He's asked you to forgive others. And that's when it really hurts sometimes. Listen to this definition of forgiveness. Forgiveness is the intentional and voluntary process by which a victim undergoes a change in feelings and an attitude regarding an offense and lets go of negative emotions such as revenge with an increased ability to wish the offender well. Forgiveness is different from condoning. Condoning is failing to see the action is wrong and, and need of forgiveness. It's different than excusing, not holding the offender as responsible for the action. It's different than pardoning, granted by a representative of society such as a judge. It's different than forgetting, removing awareness of the offense that ever happened. And it's different from reconciliation, a restoration of a relationship. Forgiveness says, I'm going to lay my feelings aside. Jesus said, and God said, I'm going to lay my feelings aside. I'm going to lay what's wrong aside, and I'm going to reach out to these people. I'm going to reach out to the world, God said, through my son, Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That is true forgiveness. That is from God the Father. And Jesus said, I'm going to lay my robe, and I'm going to lay my deity, and I'm going to lay my kingship aside, and I'm going to forgive, and I'm going to go and hang on a cross. I'm going to let them drive nails and things through my hands and feet, and I'm going to forgive these people if they'll just say, yes, I want that forgiveness. And then he asked us to go and turn loose of anything and just forgive. And when you forgive, guys, listen to me. Did Jesus know that everybody was not going to accept that forgiveness? He sure did. But it didn't stop him. When we forgive someone, it's not hinging on if they forgive me back. When we forgive someone, it clears us. Whatever they choose to do. And that's the way Jesus looked at it. Whatever the world chooses to do, I'm going to pay the price. Now it's up to them to accept that or not. I don't know if they will. I know many will not find it. The Bible says narrow is the way and few be that will find it. But I'm going to do it anyway. 
I think of his words. This is some of the first words that he said on the cross. There's, I think, seven times that he spoke while he hung on the cross on that Good Friday. But in Luke 23, it says, When they came to a place called the skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. And listen, it was more than what was going on at the foot of the cross. Look at what he had been going through for the last three, four, five, really 30, really last three and a half years of his life as his ministry was here. But these last few days, he was beaten beyond recognition. They pulled and plucked the beard out of his skin. They shoved a crown of thorns on his head. They spit at him. They ridiculed him. They nailed him to a cross. And they even gambled for his clothes at his feet. How humiliating. I told our kids this morning, it would be like you have a will when you die. And while you're there on your deathbed and you're still alive and breathing, the kids are sitting around splitting up your stuff. Oh, I get daddy's car. I want daddy's house. I want daddy's tractor. I get his boat. And you're sitting there still alive. How humiliating. Jesus is hanging on the cross. He's not dead yet. And they're gambling for his clothes. And he says, Father, forgive them. They don't understand. They don't understand. They think they're doing something that's, you know, this is what they get paid to do. These Roman soldiers were very good at killing. We've talked about that. They were very good at their job. And they didn't like him, and they liked to hurt people, and they liked to hurt people more, and they liked to hurt people more. But what they didn't understand and what Jesus is saying, they don't understand what they're doing. They're opening a door. They're being used to open a door of salvation. It was totally opposite of what they thought they were doing. They thought they were getting rid of some radical that had been preaching about the way, the truth, and the life. But they were opening the door to all of us to come to know Jesus as Savior. So forgiveness, it's all about forgiveness. Our next step, if you'll switch it for me, thank you. No price was too great. When you forgive, no price can be too great. Because see, Jesus said, Father, forgive them. He knew that all forgiveness had to go through God. All forgiveness comes through the Father. You cannot have your sins for forgiven unless you bow and say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me, Father, of my sins. It comes through God. Even Jesus Christ, hanging on the cross, knew that forgiveness went through God. God, forgive them. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And and God said, no price is too great. At noon, this would have been on Friday, darkness came over the whole land until 3 in the afternoon. And at 3 in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama shabachthani, which means, my God, my God. My Father, my Father, why have you forsaken me? Where are you, Dad? Where are you? Where are you, Father? Why have you left me? But God knew that no price was too great for our forgiveness. Can you imagine watching somebody abuse and crucify your son or your daughter 
and you have to turn your back and not watch because you know what they're going through is more important than pulling them off the cross. Think about that a minute. I know how we all are about our kids. We'd fight a, we'd fight a buzzsaw for our kids. We'd fight a chainsaw for our kids because we love them. Do you realize the price of forgiveness that was paid and how great the price was so that me and you and everyone that comes to ask Jesus as Savior could be forgiven? What an awesome price was paid for me and you. It's hard to understand. Forgiveness was set in motion. When he received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. And he bowed his head. And he gave up the spirit. I think it's always very important to understand that no one took Jesus' life. He gave it. No one sucked the spirit out of him and said, and he gave up the spirit. Folks, when he said the amazing words of it is finished, forgiveness was set in motion. It's set in motion. Here we are 2,000 years later, and guess what? It's still spinning. It's still, it's still in, in play. It's still available for anyone that will say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, save me. Lord, forgive me of my sins. I want to I spend eternity with you, and I want to live an abundant life. Forgiveness has been set in motion. It was one great thing that it be set in motion, but it has to be the right kind of forgiveness. There has to be an approval. All forgiveness comes through who? God. God had to approve of the sacrifice. How do we know that he approved of what Jesus did on the cross? Let's look right, look right here. The next screen, please. Forgiveness was approved. In their fright, the women bowed down their, with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? This is what we're here for today, guys. Resurrection Sunday. The women had went out very early in the morning. You could just barely see. They were going to put spices on the body of Jesus. He was dead. Their, their loved Lord was dead. But as they got to the tomb and they looked inside, there was the angels. And they said, why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here. Everybody say amen right there. Amen. He's not here. He's risen. Remember how he told you why he was still with you in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered over the hands of sinners, be crucified on the third day, be raised again. Then they remembered his words. Approved. Forgiveness is approved by the Father. How do I know that? He brought his son out of that grave and rose him up from the dead. And it is approved, the stamp of approval. All sins have been paid the price for. Now all you've got to do is get in line and ask him to forgive him of your sins. They've already been paid for. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that incredible? What a day. It's the greatest day in history. It's the greatest day. You say, well, what about when he was born? There'd been other babies born again. What about the good things he'd done? There's been a lot of people do good things. Well, what about when he died on the cross? There'd been other people crucified. As a matter of fact, that day, two thieves were crucified on the same side, each side of him. But no one had been brought out of the grave for the penalty and the price and defeated sin. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? It's over. It's done. It's finished. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but he washed us white as snow. Amen. Amen. 
Makes you want to shout this morning. We can even shout as Baptists. Did you know that? We can shout because he loves us. He forgives us. It's an amazing story. So your question is, I know what you're thinking. Will God forgive everything? Will God forgive everything? Here's what the Bible says. And so I tell you, every kind of sin and slander can be forgiven. But blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. Well, what's that mean, Brother Todd? Every. Every means, I think in the Greek, every means everything. All right, every. All right. Every sin, every slander, everything that you could ever think of doing wrong can be forgiven. There's only one thing the Bible says that cannot be forgiven. You know what it is? It says here, to blaspheme against the Spirit will not be forgiven. We studied last week that when Jesus left, he sent the Holy Spirit as a comforter, as one that would draw us to salvation. Now, what happens is that's, that Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is drawing you to understand about this forgiveness this morning. The Holy Spirit is trying to open up your eyes and open up your heart if you'll allow him to, and he wants you to understand that Jesus paid it all for you, that approval of forgiveness has been there, and it's ready for you to accept. And he's drawing you. If you've never accepted Christ, he may be pulling at your heart right now and saying, I want to forgive you. I want to forgive you. I want to forgive you. Will you accept it? Now, here's the one thing that cannot be forgiven, is that you go throughout your whole life, and you say, I hear the Spirit, I hear Him calling, I hear Him opening the door to me, but you know what? I don't want any part of it. I don't want any part of it. I don't believe the story of the cross. I don't believe that Jesus died for my sins. I don't believe that He can forgive me. I don't believe He rose again. I think that's all a big fairy tale. I don't believe any of it's real. Guys, that's the only thing that will send you to hell, is not believing what Jesus done for you on the cross blaspheming the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that this is all true. It's letting you know this is true. This is a real deal. But if you say no, if you say no to this, that is the only thing. Anything else you can be forgiven for. Murder, abuse, man, name it. Just fill in the blank. Anything, anything you can be forgiven for. And so I tell you, every kind of sin and slander can be forgiven, but blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven. Turning him off, turning a deaf ear to him and saying no. And you know what? I'm going to go even a step further. Well, Brother Todd, how do I know he'll forgive me? You know what? I can promise that. Now, Brother Todd, you're kind of stepping out of your boundary here. Yeah, I mean, I, I know you're the preacher and everything, but you can't tell people they're forgiven. Yeah, I can. I can tell them that. There's a verse that says I can. Let me read it to you. And again, said Jesus, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. And with that, he breathed on him and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Verse 23, If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now, why do I have the power? I don't have the power to forgive your sins, but I have the power to tell you that your sins have been forgiven. Because this, because of this, the Bible says that for God so loved the world that Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. If you believe that Jesus died on a cross, if you believe that he paid the price for your sins, if you have enough faith to believe that he came out of that grave and rose on the third day, 
If you believe that he paid all the price for your sins and you can be saved and you do that and you ask him to forgive you, the Bible says that I can stand here on all the authority of the word of God and tell you point blank, you have been forgiven. Isn't that amazing? And any one of you can do that. When someone comes to you and says, I believe in Jesus. I want to give him my life. I want to give him my heart. I want him to come in and fill my life. I want to live for him. I want to just give him all that he's worth. And I want to ask him to forgive me my sins. You can look them right in the eye and say, you have been forgiven on God's word. It's a promise. It's a promise. And folks, we serve a God that does not lie. He's never lied and never will lie. We serve a God that does not lie. You can rest on it. I can promise you today. If you'll do that, you'll be forgiven. Well, how long does that take? Forgiveness begins immediately. <laughs> Isn't that great? You, it begins before you hit that door today. Let me show you how I know that. One of the criminals who hung were hurled insults at him. Remember now, Jesus is hanging in the middle, and we've got a, a thief on this side and a thief on this side. Aren't you the Messiah, one of them says? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God? He said, since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve, but, but this man has done nothing wrong. Do you see the difference in the two attitudes of the, of the thieves? One thinks, man, get down and save me. Get me out of this mess. The other one's going, don't you understand? We, don't, we deserve this. We're guilty. He's not guilty. He's already recognizing that he's God's son. Jesus, then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, in just a few days, you'll get to join me. When you live your whole life, you'll get to join me. In 35 years, you'll get to join me. No, it doesn't say that. It says, truly or, truly or verily, I tell you, today you'll be with me in paradise. Forgiveness begins immediately, immediately when you give your heart to Jesus. You don't have to wait. You don't have to hope so. You don't have to guess I'll get there. You don't have to wonder if you'll be good enough to get there. When you get on your knees and ask God to forgive you, forgiveness comes immediately. It's complete. It is promised. And you can rest all assured that you have forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Mm. Thank you, Lord, for that. Now, here comes the part. Let me stop right there and ask you this. Have you ever asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins? What are you saying, Brother Todd? You're saying I'm an I'm a ugly person? I'm a bad person? You're saying I need to be forgiven for something? I don't think I'm all that kind of bad. The Bible says because of one man, Adam, sin entered the world. Because of one man, Adam, and Eve, we are all born sinners. Just by coming into this world, guess what? You're a sinner. Just by coming into this world, guess what? You need forgiveness. And guess what? Because Jesus knew all that, he came and died for you and offered salvation and offered forgiveness for all that accepted. Have you ever given your life to Jesus? Let's take a break right here in the message. Everybody bow your head. Just a break for just a minute. I want you to ask God one question. God, have you ever forgiven me? And I want you to listen real close. See, he's going to tell you. He's going to show you a way. He's going to show you the time. He's going to show you when you ask for forgiveness. Do you see it? You see when he forgave you? 
If you see that, thank him for that. Thank him for the forgiveness of your sins. With your head still bowed, maybe you've never asked him to forgive you. Maybe you don't know if you're going to heaven or not. Guys, the Bible tells us that we can know. Here's what you do. Say, Lord, I don't ever remember. Pray this with me. Lord, I don't ever remember praying to ask you to forgive my sins. And Lord, right now at this moment, I want to ask you to forgive me. Lord, I just heard Brother Todd tell about what you've done for me. And it's an amazing thing that you would love me so much. And Brother Todd just told us that you forgave my sins if I'll just ask. You paid that price. And I want you to forgive me today. Lord, I want this to be the greatest Easter of my life. And I want to know you as my Lord and Savior. And I want to live for you. And I want to spend eternity with you someday in heaven. Lord, forgive me. And thank you for the promise of forgiveness. In your name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with all your heart this morning, he'll make good on that. He'll forgive you. He'll forgive you. Many in this room have prayed that prayer before or something like that prayer. It's not that, that's not a magic prayer. That's just, some, that's just a model. It's mainly just asking him to forgive you. Maybe you didn't feel like you could quite do it today. Maybe tonight when you're about to go to sleep and this comes back to you, you say, Lord, I, I didn't ask for forgiveness today because I was a little afraid or I didn't really understand, but Lord, I just want, I just want to be forgiven. Then I want you to teach me from there. You just, you just remember and just ask him to forgive you. And he'll do it. He'll do it. And guys, I'm not asking you to be a Baptist or anything this morning. I'm just asking you to know Jesus as Savior. If you want to come to this church, that's awesome. But this is not about coming to this church. This is about Jesus forgiving your sins. And this is about you having a home in heaven when you die. And this is about you being able to go out into this world and fight this world with the power of Jesus Christ and with the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. That's what this is about. Now, part two. Now that you have been forgiven, what now? Mark 11 says, And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. See, when we've been forgiven, we've been experiencing something awesome. We didn't deserve it. You know, we didn't, we didn't have to do anything to earn this. This was a gift. This was a gift, just like you get a gift. And he said, when you stand and pray, or when you pray at your home, or when you pray at church, or whenever you pray, if you've got something in your heart against someone, ask the Lord to forgive you for that. Because if you're standing there with more remorse and, and, and uh, hurt and bitterness in your heart, and you're trying to pray, the Bible says... And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you of your sins. This might be in the way of forgiving your daily sins. Remember the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our daily, our daily sins. Our, our daily, uh, give us, forgive us our daily sins. I'll get it out in a minute. So, now that we've been forgiven, can we forgive others? And the question is, will you forgive others? Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. And here's the big kicker. This is a verse in big, bold letters. Forgive as the Lord has forgave you. 
Brother Todd, it's too hard. How can I forgive when it hurts so bad? How, how can I forgive when I'm so mad, when I'm so angry, when I'm so upset at what they've done to my family or my children or, or, or my mom or my dad? Or maybe, maybe you're angry at your parents. Maybe you're angry at your kids. Maybe you're angry at your brother or your sister, your aunt or your uncle. Maybe you're angry at somebody at work. It's just too hard. It's just too hard. I asked Brother Danny to sing that song, Forgiveness, this morning. I want to show you the words in that one more time. And then I want to show you a video in closing of what that song is about. He said, Brother Todd, I've been through so much. I just, you don't understand how much I've been through. I just cannot forgive. I want to show you a story about a lady that forgive. And I'm telling you, if you've went through anything like this, you'll realize that this is the most powerful thing you've ever seen. Let's look at the words again, what Danny sung this morning. It's the hardest thing to give away and the last thing on your mind today. It always goes to those who don't deserve. Say amen. It always goes to those that don't deserve it. Why should I forgive them? They don't care. They don't care they've hurt me. They've not said they're sorry. They've not tried to make amends. Let me ask you this question. Did, did we deserve what Jesus Christ did on that cross? No. No, we didn't. It's the opposite of how you feel when the pain they cause is just too real. It takes everything you have to just say the word. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Let's look on. It flies in the face of all your pride. It moves away the mad inside. It always angers your own worst enemy. Even when the jury and the judge say you got a right to hold a grudge, it's the whisper in your ear saying, set it free. Set it free. Even when the whole world says and your friends say, you got a right to be mad. you got a right because they've done you wrong. you got a right not to forgive them. They don't deserve forgiveness. Even when the jury and the judge says it's okay not to forgive. It's the whisper in your ear, Jesus and the Holy Spirit saying, set it free. Set it free. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Look here. Show me how to love the unlovable. It's what Danny sung. Show me how to reach the unreachable. Help me now to do the impossible. This may be impossible for you this morning. But we serve a God of impossibilities. Nothing, nothing. Is anything too hard for God? Is anything impossible for God? I say no. The Bible says no. Forgiveness. Help me now to do the impossible. Forgiveness. Let me show you one more. It'll clear the bitterness away. I read, I read this week about forgiveness. Doctors say that it makes you, your blood flow better. It makes you happier. It makes you more content. It takes your blood pressure down. So we're not just talking about some kind of spiritual thing here. We're talking about a, spirit, a, a physical thing. You may be sick today because you will not forgive. It may be just crunching your body. It'll even set a prisoner free. You know who the prisoner is this morning? You. You, when you don't forgive, you're the prisoner. Maybe you're mad at God. 
Maybe you're mad at him. So let it go and be amazed by what you see through the eyes of grace. The prisoner that it really frees is you. Is you. Forgiveness. Watch this this morning. Over the past few years, I've been on this journey of writing songs inspired by the real-life stories that people sent to me. This one story in particular has had a profound impact on me. It hit me kind of hard. It's about a woman who did the impossible, and it made me ask myself if I could do the same. Renee had four kids. Two of her daughters were twins. Megan was coming home from the beach one night with her best friend when their car was struck by a drunk driver named Eric, a 24-year-old kid. Megan lost her life. Eric killed both girls that were in the car. Renee lost her daughter in an instant. Next thing she knows, she finds herself in a courtroom watching this young man, this 24-year-old man, get sentenced to 22 years in prison. Renee wrote to me and said, I now have a mission that I never would have chosen. What she meant by that is that in the years that follow, she began to travel around to schools and churches and different functions, and she would speak about the dangers of drunk driving. But as the years progressed, she felt like something was missing from her presentations. And that's when God put it on her heart that she had not forgiven this man who took the life of her daughter. And so she reached out and did the impossible. She reached out to Eric in prison and said, I forgive you. The ripple effects of that act of forgiveness are still being felt today. That young man's life was absolutely changed because this woman forgave him. He said, I can't even forgive myself, and she forgave me. Eric said he found his eternal salvation as a result of this act. One by one, all of Renee's family members followed her lead, and they reached out and expressed forgiveness to Eric. So much so that now they describe Eric as part of their family, like a son to Renee. The story doesn't stop there, though. Renee went to the courts along with her family, and she was able to have Eric's sentence cut in half from 22 years to 11 years. This blew me away. The reason she did it is so that Eric could have a second chance at life and so that he could join her in their presentations. She told me that now she shares not only about the dangers of drunk driving, but also about the power of forgiveness. Now, the story behind this song is from someone right here in our area. We're going to let her tell the story. She won't know you're here. Are you comfortable with hiding? I'm comfortable with hiding. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous right <laughs> Me now. Me too, my balls are so she, no she has no idea I'm here. Yeah, no. she doesn't. She doesn't even, and this is the thing, she um, she has no idea that, that there's been a song written inspired by her story. I'm in another room waiting to go in there and surprise Renee. I can see her on a video screen. She has no idea I'm in the room right next to her. And you submitted the story, I know, to uh, to Matthew West. It's a story that needs to be told right. because not for me. It's not about me. It's about God, and yeah. it's about forgiveness. And so I thought, well, I'm just going to chance this. And I sent it in, and I just prayed, you know, God, if this is supposed to happen, then I just, you know, hope that it will. You know, we know Matthew, and uh, he wrote a song about your story. No way. Matthew has <laughs> sent us the song. Because he wanted you to be one of the first people to hear it. <laughs> oh my God. 
It's called forgiveness. It's called forgiveness. seen him in concert or no, did you and i wanted to see him i he was you know i tried to go see him when he was in west palm because i thought that i would have a presentation down there and right. i thought During and the then story of course of you know tour? yeah yes uh, no actually i don't know if it was that he, he he tried you know he's like right. um they sent out a thing if you're going to be in any of these cities and they were all too far away and then when he was right. at the uh, thing in orlando i thought well i'm gonna you know go see him you know then right. and i had to go present so you so. never could make the connection never with him could, personally never, could. never seen him no turn around What an incredible story. Now, is there anything holding you back for forgiving? You know what really spoke to me? At the, I've watched that several times, but right there at the end, did you hear her laughing? Joy and happiness came back into her life, even though she'd lost her daughter. To go to that man and say, I forgive you, when most of us would say, let him rot in prison. She went to him and said, I forgive you. And I want to show you the man that can forgive you your sins. And he was saved. And not only that, her family took this guy in and said, he's like one of our kids now. Not only that, she goes to the judge and says, I want to reduce his sentence. You say, well, I could forgive, but I just let him stay in there and let him learn his lesson. She said, no, he needs to be out. And think about this. Every night that she goes and tells her story, the person that killed her daughter is standing there on the stage with her. Forgiveness. It's the hardest thing to give away. And it's the last thing on your heart today. But he forgave you. May we forgive others and watch it change your life when jesus forgave us it changed our life amen and now he's asked us to forgive someone else you say brother todd i just came to hear the good story about jesus rising again i didn't come here thinking i was going to have to do something see that's the great thing about this great story this is not a story you just keep to yourself and say, boy, isn't it great that Jesus rose? He wants you to take it out and cast that story to everyone. Tell the good news that Jesus is alive, that Jesus forgives, that he can forgive anything. And because he can, 
And because of his spirit dwelling in me, I can forgive anything with the power of Jesus Christ. You can't do this on your own, but you can through the power of Jesus and through the power of the spirit. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Do you believe today that Easter is about forgiveness? Let's bow together. Lord, we're overwhelmed by what we have been taught and what we have been shown and what you have done for us. And Lord, as our prayer partners are making their way to the front, we pray for two things today. We pray that if there's anyone in this room that's never been forgiven of their sins, that they would come and pray with one of us today and let us encourage them in that walk. But we also pray that if there's someone in this room that needs to forgive, that they would maybe start. Maybe it's, it's, it's a long journey sometime. Maybe, it's, maybe they don't feel like they can do it immediately, but maybe they will come and pray and say, Lord, help me. Help me to forgive. Help me to forgive. Maybe there's someone in this room that they just want to walk over on Easter Sunday and just throw their arms around them and say, will you forgive me? Lord, I don't care how big the crowd is. Lord, we can do this through your power. I ask your Holy Spirit just to fill this place right now. I ask you to give these people more power than they've ever had in their life through you and give them the ability to do what they need to do. As we bow our heads and close our eyes and the music forgiveness plays very lowly in the background, would you do what God asked you to do? Would you do it today?